Good to be back. It's fine to be back. My name's Joe. My name's Bob. And here tonight we have Phil. Phil. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I almost ruined your introduction there. <laughs> yourself, your auto introduction. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It just so happens we're at the spookiest, uh, filthiest mansion of all. That's right. We're actually we've been invited into the uh, the illicit bosom of uh, Filthy Owl's <laughs> gambling chest. Here we are at Casa de Filthy. We are the Casa del Filthy. And uh, yeah, we, what have we been up to, Joe? What have we been doing? We've been doing plenty over the last few weeks, haven't we? We've been doing plenty. <laughs> uh, we've got to see. Um, we've been to see Jordan, our friend Jordan at Unbarred. Of course, yeah. That's a that's a sad. That's a sad. Well, it's an exciting and lovely yarn, but it's a sad one. Yeah, it's a saga. A saga. saga. We will we will explain that when we get down to. Oh well, Jordan's a wonderful man who brewed some wonderful beer. He's from Unbarred. Who's thank God they're sponsoring the show. We've got some fantastic beers to drink. Uh, we have. We have. But there is a sad story that comes with that. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> will, we will get to it. We, we are here with our in-person. We are. Yeah. I think that may be the first time. Is that the first I time? I think this is, well, this is, yeah, well, obviously not for us in real life. In real no. life, this is real life, right? It's a podcast, it's real life. Um, but on the podcast, it is a first. Um, we have had to pay, or rather gamble, uh, a lot more of our podcast finances away in order to get this man in the house. So As always. You know, yeah. There we go. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to play uh, also... That's exciting bit. Gorgeous bully. Oh, gorgeous bully. The gorgeous, the most gorgeous of bullies. Gorgeous bully has kindly allowed us to play anything we want from his back catalogue throughout the show. Absolutely excited by. He's a fantastic musician. He's based in Manchester, I think. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to play his first song, uh, which is from an album called Better Than Your Friends, and the song is called Trouble Adjusting. And after that, we're going to drink our first beer. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's his first album, this one. This is it's the first, first album. album. Yeah, first I don't know how many years ago it was now, but it's the it's the first of, I think, 15 releases good, he has. Good fucking Lord. I know, I know. I hope you enjoy it, guys. Talk to you after the break. Let's go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Oh 
Thank you, Gorgeous Bully. Beautiful song. What do you think about that, Al? Just terrific. Absolutely terrific. Amazing, right? Yeah. Really nice stuff. It was, a, it was a hard, hard choice, wasn't it, trying to pick which songs we wanted. We knew we could have about six yeah. or seven. And it was kind of like... <laughs> like so, yeah, so difficult, so difficult. So yeah. many great songs. Um, so, yeah, here's our explanation. Jordan from Unbarred Beer, incredible guy. Yeah. We met him. Where did we meet him? We went to see him at the, the Blind, Blind Busker. Busker. That's right, yeah. on a Wednesday on at a the Wednesday. Blind Busker oh. in Hove. Be still my beating heart. Absolutely, £2.95 for any craft lager on their uh, draft. Oh, That's my right. gosh, I drank a lot of Punk Dog that night. That was <laughs> good. <laughs> dog. sorry, I've already screwed it up. Uh, it was <laughs> Punk... Forget, was, was it, it punk? punk? No, it's Brewdog. It's Brewdog. Once they sponsor us, I'll get their name right. That's they, my promise. They followed us on Twitter. <laughs> okay, they followed us. Oh, all right, shit. <laughs> there we go. I feel like I've broken their heart. They've broken mine. And anyway, so basically what happened was um, our good friend Tag, our resident illustrator, who's done the wonderful little drawing for our podcast. Yeah, he, he did that beautiful drawing for us. He also did something really, really fucked up to our laptop. I know, we were having a drink. Well, I mean, we were all having a drink. <laughs> it was me and Tag and a couple of... Guys, Reese and Todd, we're all mm. old school friends. We're sitting around and we're drinking all night. One of our friends is a distiller at Sipsmith's, one of four distillers. Incredible man, incredible distiller. Yeah, they could sponsor us as well. For they me. should, <laughs> they should. We'll see. Um, and he brought down some extremely strong gin and we drank all of it in a bottle of vodka and I think maybe some rum. Mm. And then, of and course, then. well, when we see <laughs> the our, our guests' sort of breweries, when we go to meet them, and they give us kindly give us some beer to review. Yeah, we of course interview them. We do. We get little snippets. We get sound bites. They explain their juicy, wonderful sort of uh, you know witchy concoctions. What kind of size barrel they've been brewing this wonderful beer in? You know what kind of crazy hops and yeasts and whatever they use. They in tell it. us all they tell about us it, and they te- they tell it to us in a charismatic and lovely way especially while we're looking at them. Guy. Especially John, you know, wonderful guy. And um and and basically all of this gin, all of this concoction, yeah. it spilled into our laptop. Our HQ. It completely fucked its shit right up. Oh, just goober, just it dried crystalline goober. Fucking goobered that motherboard right up. Oh my god. And now what that means is we've got literally none of those files. In fact, we can recover them, but it's going to be a long digital reconnaissance. A lengthy um, process. We're going to have to get the, the finest archivists to to delve deep into the matrix and get those sound <laughs> files back. But <laughs> we did think we'd have them by now, but we don't. So we want to apologise to you, Jordan. We're so sorry. Yeah, we are very um, sorry. But boy. the next time that you kindly sponsor us and give us even more beer, we hope to get even finer sound bites. Exactly. And we have got That's most of the beer that you gave to us. The other half of the beer, Joe, what happened to that? No, I'm not sure what happened to it. We did. Oh, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> Is it a mystery, Joe? <laughs> They're such fine beers. Like, how are you supposed There's the colours, the, the name. Sake, Joe drank half the beer. But thankfully, we've got <laughs> at least every single one <laughs> of the beers that was given to us. Yeah. But half as much. Yeah, let's crack one open. Let's, let's go. crack it open. It's time for the OPA. It's time for the orange and grapefruit infused pale ale. Yeah, let's crack it open, man. Crack it open. Ooh, that sounded good. I'm going to take the first go on, sip. Get in there. Sit in it. it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've already tried it, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's not the fruity... Fruity uh, candy floss time. I was fearing there. Passing that over to our. Oh, that's really nice. Great. That's not. I don't even like or- orange infused chocolate. I don't like. I'm not a Terry's man or whatever the fuck. I don't no? like that. No, not at all. I not don't a fruit and chocolate I guy. Just, I just want people to keep my the fruit. Or what I've said this before in previous episodes. Keep the fruit, <laughs> the beer, everything. Keep it separate. <laughs> Rooms apart. I like my broccoli. I like my yeah. kale in you know hotels opposite each other, and that's good. 
I can't even taste the orange in it, to be honest. What are you thinking, now? The orange is strong. Is the orange strong? Strong on my I think I've just... I've oh, that's my good. Taste buds, so they've got... Inside, we've got orange puree and okay. orange and grapefruit zest. Okay, we got now, as we enjoy this wonderful orange beer, it is tasty. Tasty yourself. I'd like to play a little promo from our friend at the Caged In podcast. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, Petros. Petros. Yeah. Petros, wonderful man. Uh, incredible show. We're going to play a little soundbite from him. And after that, we're going to hear another Gorgeous Bully song, and then we're going to go into story time. Yeah, We've got that's a little right. bit of a change-up in the story time this time. Yeah. We've got a genuine writer writing a genuine piece of fiction. Yeah, not the Fiverr saga. Marco Giddings, I doubt, is in this one. No, not some garbage hack writers Yeah, anymore. no, this now is we've a got real writer. Um, let's, hear, let's hear from Petros. And yeah, then, I'd uh, like to say about Petros. We met Petros down at the uh, convention. I, I call it a convention. I like to call it a convention. Brighton Podcast, yeah. Yeah, it was a meet-up, Brighton Con- uh, Meetup, yeah, and Todd put that on. Mm. He's from a podcast called The Bitter End. That's right. Yep. Um, great guys, and yeah, we were talking to Petros, listened to his show, and he sent us something to play to you, lovely folks. Let's play it. Do it. Yo, it's P to the T to the R O S. Do you know that the cage then parts the best? Been awake for days, blowing a gaze, watching Nicholas Cage. No distractions, no expectations. So over the weeks, hear my frustration. There are two rules that I follow. I think you'll find they're easy to swallow. So pick up your phone, you know what to do. iTunes, subscribe, rate and review. So tell your friends, family, anyone you know. The Cage Sim Podcast is the place to go. So when you're rolling in your fancy car, just make sure you rate it five stars. So listen to the Cage Sim Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, even on Acast. Petros. Petros. You absolute OG. This, uh, this OPA is going down very well. Um, yeah, that was yeah. I would absolutely advise it. I've listened to a couple of episodes. Let's of, tell, um, tell him about what the show's about. It's, it's great. It's basically a show that's all about um, reviewing Nicolas Cage films and seeing whether or not, after watching them, your IQ is increased or decreased. That's right. After every ten episodes, he does an IQ test. Uh, as as a, as a big fan of Nicolas Cage myself, and also as a fan of uh, a generally you know actors which are sort of somewhat unloved by the general populace, I think Petros is doing the Lord's work, and I wish him all the best. I would like to uh, I would like to play a little song. Uh, with a little next song before the story time. Yeah, yeah. sure. One more song from more Gorgeous, Gorgeous Bully. Bully. Um, it's a song from the album The Younger Beast, which I think Joe, you, this is this is you, your favourite album. It's a great, it's a great album. Yeah. It's a great title. The fantastic um, artwork on this album really, as well. Really incredible stuff. And uh, the song is called Who Do You Think You Are. Then we'll move on to story time. Yeah, let's pick up the pace. Let's rock.
that's story time. And uh, yeah, fantastically. Um, just Joe, let's just get a little, little bit of sort of perspective on what we've been doing with story time for the last four episodes. Okay. Okay. Story time was and is a concept whereby we essentially pay someone five pounds. We did it through a website called Fiverr. Yeah. To sort of begin and continue a story, um, which was about a journalist called Marco Giddings, who goes on some um, slightly disgusting adventures in the woods with uh, with with deer. Uh, and yeah, uh, a woman named Dawn. Uh, ba- uh, basically, it he's just yeah. It just kept it going. It became so convoluted. I ended up sort of trying to change it under a sort of ghost identity myself. Giving um, the secrets away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving secrets away. I'm just I'm willing to say that now to any of the diehard fans. Um, shout out to the ginger nut girl, by the way. Thank you for sending that email. Ah, let's talk about that. Let's explain. Okay. Let's explain. Let's explain the, the right. story time first. Now, listen. Story time. Name's Riona. Was, we will continue the story. <laughs> you don't know that. You're giving secrets <laughs> away yourself. No, I don't. We, it was an anonymous. Email. It was an anonymous fan. Anyway, anyway, wait, wait, Basically, we've <laughs> tried to clean up our act with this new story time. Yeah. We've hired a genuine artist, a goddamn creative writing, uh, uh, you know, seer. Um, and he's written us a story called Learn to Knit. It's an original story. Learn to Knit? Is that what it's called? It's called Learn to Knit. It's OG content. It's got nothing to do with Marco Ginnings or any of those shitty okay. stories you heard before. So clean the slate of your membrane. Sit down. Listen to me while I read you Learn to Knit. Okay, I'm sat down. You comfy, Al? All right. I am indeed. <laughs> okay. oh yeah. The beer in hand. Yeah. Beer in hand, phone in the other. <coughs> this is me clearing my throat. Okay. Bet 365, is it? <laughs> okay. All right. There was an old lady who lives in a cottage in an old model town, showing life in medieval times. It had costumed farmers, knights and beggars. Flarebridge Gauntlet went bust and was left abandoned, following a lawsuit against the owners for using asbestos in the thatched roofs. The crone boasts a great knowledge of knitting and teaches children the skill. Nearby, Broadbrook Holiday Park keeps up a regular supply. The hag itches and scratches her head, for the thatched roof isn't the only thatch with a deadly guest. Treasure was a normal child, on holiday at Broadbrook with her mum, dad and eight older brothers. With a re-emerging fad of knitting, she asked her mother if she could go to the old lady. Ignorant of the asbestos issue, her mum snapped, ask your dad. Treasure did no such thing. She asked at the main desk for a map, the receptionist was on the phone and doodling. Treasure took the doodle, thinking it was directions. Skipping through the forest, the path seemed obvious. She looked at the doodle. It was a patterned cat. Treasure found Flarebridge Village. A church, huts and a forge flanked her. They rustled with the sound of nestling beasts. She was drawn into a hovel with the sign, Learn to Knit. Wow. An old, la- an o- an old lady, gaunt and pale, sat in the corner, the chair rocking with her body motionless. From the shadows came a monotone voice, sit on my lap, arms gesturing like a marionette. In the shadow behind the old lady's head, Treasure thought she saw a shining orb and a twitching stick. Treasure sat on the lap. The lady brought her arms in front of her with needles and started to knit. Treasure looked around and saw writhing balls of yarn. Her eyes adjusted and she saw nymphs crawling around them. She looked down to see... <laughs> Is that the nymphs? Yeah, that's <laughs> she, she, she looked down to that. That's what entices you, the nymphs. Yeah, I know. Uh, she looked down to see her legs encased in wool. Treasure, now cocooned, was strung upside down from the roof's beams. Through a small gap in the yarn, Treasure saw a giant louse attached to the base of the old lady's skull. The girl watched the same thing happen to child after child, unable to call out, the wool muffling her voice. 
The old lady punctured the hanging children with a knitting needle. The white wool turned red. As she saw the creature crouch to the ground, licking up the blood, the louse on her back started to pulsate and flush with colour. Treasure's consciousness started to fade, a blurry film covering her eyes. She awoke surrounded by synthetic straw, and by pushing through bales and bodies, she saw the light. She had broken through the loft that was to be her grave. That's, that was a fabulous story time. Thank you very much, Robbie Grayson. I Robbie Grayson, thank I you very much. I did actually for it as well. You did, yeah. I did. That was, that <laughs> was actually a very good story, Robbie. Yeah, That's probably the best thank one you for, first. Thank you very much for that. And uh, we're going to move, we're going to play another song. Um, sure, should we have a beer? another song by Gorgeous, Gorgeous Billy. We're going we're gonna to have another song. Oh, we're going to drink another beer as well. All right. Pardon me. Um, but first, we should introduce what our, the theme of our show is actually about, right? Yes, it is, of What's course, tonight with... Tonight with Johan Janssen. Absolutely, this guy. Johan is a paranormal detective. He's an investigator yeah. from yeah, Sussex. Yeah. Um, he has formed a group um, called the SPI. Yeah, that's right. The correct. Sussex Paranormal Investigators. That's correct. Of course. And he's had over 15 years worth of experience in the field. Yeah. Um, he knows how to use and, uh, and and has a great selection of different um, kind of uh, equipment for recording, picking up and monitoring different kinds of paranormal activity, yeah. uh, both indoor and outdoor. Um, him and his team uh, all across Sussex have um, investigated places like castles, uh, yeah. abandoned buildings and hospitals. They've got a ghost line, a 24-hour ghost line. They've got a 24-hour ghost line, which we're going we're gonna to read out that number at the end yeah, of the show Yeah, we will give well. you the number for that. Thank you for reminding me of that, Joe. Yeah, and, um, and yeah, we're going to talk to him about his experience um, in the field. We're going to ask him about it. Of course, we are coming up to Halloween, so it's a very special time for, yes. for, for, for paranormal activity and spirits and stuff. Yeah. Apparently, um, according to Johan, living in Sussex, um, it is the most uh, sort of haunted place in the world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. or at least in England. So yeah, let's uh, <laughs> well let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's, to let's talk to him. Him. But in the meantime, before okay. we call him, okay. we're gonna we're gonna review another bit. We're gonna listen to a song right now. Okay, great. Um, it's from the album Great Blue by, of course, the great Gorgeous Bully. This is the newest. Newest, newest. This song, is the so. newest album. He, uh, I think I think this one he uh, mm-hmm. dropped uh, just uh, maybe a couple of months ago, or I- if that wonderful album. And the song is called Can't Explain. Can't explain. Fitting. Should we open a beer or just? All right, great.
Incredible. And uh, just in time because I just finished my beer. Let's crack open this. This is the this is the PA. This is this is a PA. The un un an unfined and unfiltered pale ale. Great, great. <laughs> if only we had uh, Jordan here to actually explain it to us. I but, know uh, we miss you know. him. Oh, well, I'll read. I'll, I'll read a little bit from the back. It's go on, oats, then. go on. Wheat and pale ale malt grist. Wow. U.S. yeast. You might have heard that. Probably in our jingle, I think we sing about the US. We d- we did talk about that. Yeah, in fact, thank you, thank you uh, very much, Joe, for uh, that incredible jingle. It's not quite my favourite, but I've got to say it's way up there <laughs> with some of the greatest <laughs> songs of all time ever written. Uh, fantastic! Wow, just I literally just covered um, the end <laughs> of my microphone. It's not quite as bad as when it's spray- it sprayed it sprayed across my face. I think that was the last show. I mean, that, that was, was that was pretty exciting. <laughs> that was pretty exciting. Um, there's another one there. One. Yes, I will one. do. Yeah. So Joe didn't actually drink every single double of each can. So there no. actually is another. It one. was worth it. It was. It was, it was worth <laughs> it. <laughs> it's worth it. It's always we worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It always mm. is. Wow. You really like oh, that. Oh, that's really great. That, one. that is a massive upgrade on the OPA. Is it? Yeah. Great. Well, I'm going to go. Oh, that is tasty. Al, what, what, what are you thinking? Oh, that's a huge jump up. Yeah, I would, I would literally... Leaps and bounds for me. Don't you think? Personally, yeah. Yeah. This is a proper beer. I can understand why people would like the OPA, though. Oh. Mm. Yeah. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. That's great. Joe's that's really nice, yeah. I think with the OPA, it's just uh, it's got... It's m- like maybe more bitter because of that zest and that f- that fruit thing. The fruit thing gets... Pe- some people are like, oh, like, of course, I think the yeah, two of you. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm somewhat like allergic to any kind of fruity anything. So. I'm, not, I'm not allergic to it, but mm. when I'm faced with that PA, I, I'm, I'm choosing the PA. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's more of a beer that I would drink on a regular basis. Not just an exciting orangey beer to sort of, uh, you know... Exactly. Once in a lifetime occasion, which it would be for me. Yeah. Uh, not that it's not a good beer. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we are going to talk to Johan Janssen. I'm very excited. Um, and uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll learn from Johan a little bit more about his theories on spiritual investigation. Yeah. What is a ghost? You know, what's going on in Sussex? What's it like to investigate a haunted house? Absolutely. This yeah. man's going to reveal all. Um, so let's give Johan a call and see what he has to say. Let's call Johan. And while we do that, enjoy these wonderful unbarred beers. Fantastic. Hello, is that Johan? Hi there, Johan. It's Bob and Joe from the Bob and Joe podcast. How you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. Hi, Johan. How are you? I'm Joe. Oh, no, so <laughs> lovely to talk to you, Johan. So I just introduced the uh, SPI a little bit. So you guys sure. have been um, you guys have been together since about is it two thousand and eight? Um, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. And but you until you you've been doing uh, and been interested in paranormal investigation since you were about f- uh, since you were a child, right? Is that correct? Um, yes. I mean, uh, from, from, from way back. I mean, originally I was a special counsel. I did it for seven years, and I looked around for another hobby and uh, we sort of came up with this row really which is quite a, quite a change really <laughs> i can imagine yeah so 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 w- what was the first case you remember sort of properly investigating as a team uh, the first place we ever actually investigated um uh, originally was um pevensey castle believe it or not pevensey i've been to that pevensey. castle pevensey. yeah yeah I've, yeah I've been there yeah i used to be a medieval reenactor so i've been to quite a few uh, of the castles around sussex so what yeah, did you I, I thought, I thought it's, it's just very, um, very atmospherical. Mm. Um, mm. You know, and it's, it's obviously very old. It's got the history. I mean, the whole area is 
you know, just festooned with uh, events. You know, where you've got like um, the, the the gangs that would smuggle and that. They had, you know, battles with customs men when they were smuggling and stuff like that. Of course, right. Uh, you get obviously Roman stuff as well. You've got all sorts going on. They're very um, sort of active. Uh, Area, that's so, so how do they do they do they just sort of let you into Pevensey at night then? Did you have to ask for sort of special uh, permission or? No, no, you can, you, no, you can you can do the actual uh, surrounding area of it, the, the battlements and stuff, the outside of it. You don't necessarily have to go inside. Basically, mm. you know, you've got stuff on the outside though. But obviously, if you're, it depends if you're brave enough to go at night. <laughs> wow, uh, I'm guessing uh, you're brave enough for that, Johan. If you, if you go as a team or whatever, then it, it's absolutely fine. I mean, yeah. you'd want to yeah, I was I was reading about one of the um, one of your case studies, which was uh, which was at Kingley Vale, which is also in Sussex as well. Mm. And um, and so when you were at Kingley Vale, um, you experienced something quite strange, didn't you, by using your equipment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we um, we placed um, uh, what we term like a, a REM pod, which. Um, radiates electromagnetic fields, but woken, it, 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 it lets off lights and a, and a buzzer. And we, we placed that near this tree, and it, and it was almost like something was dripping onto it, though, for want of a better word. I've never seen wow. it react like that. Um, and um, we had a we had a, a medium there, basically, and she thought it seemed like there was maybe one time maybe blood dripping from the tree, which, uh, yeah, obviously I can't confirm that, but it's sort of funny. Wow. Um, it was definitely a very strange place. That, uh, I mean, those woods uh, are literally ancient, basically. Mm, and mm. Those trees in there, uh, there's just something about the place. And it's such a vast area. I mean, literally, I think with that investigation, I think we're just scraping the, the surface, though, with it, though, really. So mm. determined to go back there and have another look, to be honest. And it, when you you went to Highwoods as well, and that's that's near Bex Hill, is that right? Yes, yeah, Highwoods. Um, that's uh, a very um, sort of old sort of woodland. It's, it's supposed to be um, people perhaps use that for maybe darker purposes. They might do mm. some pagan stuff or some witchcraft right. type things, which is obviously quite um, active in Sussex. It's always been quite active in Sussex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Bob mentioned this uh, uh, when he spoke briefly earlier on the phone that you said something about Sussex being more likely to be haunted or coming across something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, specifically speaking, Sussex is the most haunted county in England. There's more reports of paranormal activity in Sussex wow. than any other county. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Incredible. <laughs> Growing up Absolutely. in Sussex, it feels so unlikely. <laughs> um, well, I, I think it also stems from the fact that um, um, Christianity didn't actually arrive in Sussex until very late. It, mm. it was mostly pagan, basically. Mm. Uh, and I think that probably maybe perhaps has some sort of bearing on it though, so I think it goes back way back. Yeah, you talked talk about when you were in the Highwoods that you guys, you found some sort of evidence of some sort of um, pagan or sort of witchcraft activity there, and, and, and that you guys sort of, uh, you could feel, that the team could feel some kind of earth spirit sort of buzzing around. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, when you sort of say elemental spirits, they're kind of, you know, spirits of nature for one of them. Uh, okay. They're, they're kind of sometimes things that have never been human for one for one of a better word it's it's right. kind of hard mm. to describe but they kind of they're not necessarily good or bad they're just there basically mm. um, so would that so be some, something something to do with yeah, yeah so, i mean maybe that's what you just said but something to do with you know the um the trees or absolutely yeah. nature absolutely yeah Great. i mean they're kind of they've been there since well yeah since, since 
time was recorded, basically. Yeah, yeah, Iron sure. Age, Stone Age, you know, literally, you know, people would worship the sun, they'd have different deities and that, and you'd have things out there that, you know, uh, are kind of a bit alternative. That's incredible. So, Johan, do you, do you feel like when, you know, as a team, when you go off into some of your places, some of the activity you pick up is from sort of spirits that you would identify with being sort of people who've, who've obviously um, left and I, then... I, sorry. I think it's very, it's very difficult because obviously, like it's on the TV programmes, they always claim to <laughs> yeah. have had a recording from someone <laughs> or something from, from that place or whatever. And quite often than not, we go to a place and we come up with nothing. A lot of investigations, we don't often find stuff. Yeah. It's rare for us to actually come up with stuff. And unfortunately, you know, like go something in the they they do an episode and they always come away with something. They might come away with an EVP perhaps, mm. but you kind of, they make the suggestion as to what they think it is and then you would hear that. That's like pareidolia. So it's like looking at some clouds or whatever and I'm, I can say to you, well, it's like the face of that one and you would agree with that. I, <laughs> I suggested that to you. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, oh, and, and, and through that sort of auto-suggestion, you then sort of read yes, into what you've absolutely. heard or seen, yeah. 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 Whereas if someone just presents a photo, you can make your own kind of judgments on it, though, for one of them. I mean, we do have some photos on our website, but you'll notice that the collection of photos in the gallery is very small, because literally, I, I kind of, if I'm not sure about it, I, I don't let it come in as evidence, basically. I'm very particular. I want to be... right pretty sure basically you know I, I, I want to make a good argument <laughs> for want of a better word um, so I mean I yeah, won't, we... I'm not I'm over minded but I want yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose that's very important. I mean, we were we were looking at your website, of course, and I mean, some of the pictures are are, are incredible. Um, not necessarily by what you're saying for sort of in a proof matter of fact, but they're actually quite quite outstanding photographs. They're really nice. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. No, oh, thank you, mate. <laughs> um, what was I mean, there's, what, what there's was going to ask? Well, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Hans. What I really wanted to ask as well was, in terms of, you know, obviously I know with sort of, was it pareidolia you, you called it? Pareidolia? Reading into... Pareidolia. Yeah, yeah that, pareidolia. I mean, you can basically, this is how your mind can kind of perceive things. So, um, for instance, you can think you've, for instance, if you did like a recording, like an EVP perhaps. Of course, yeah. Uh, where you've called out and you've maybe a response. If you... Uh, you can think you've heard a noise and you actually haven't. Basically, it's maybe just a bit of radio interference. And yeah. it's the same with some photographs. Your mind can make uh, a picture or a face out of something that actually isn't there. But, um, I, I, yeah, and course. I understand, though that must happen quite a lot within... I mean, I mean yes. with all sort of many sort of walks of investigation, but particularly within sure. paranormal um, and yes. sort of spirit-based investigation, but there must be some kind of things that you've experienced... Um, as an investigator, which go far beyond that, there's no, there's no kind of obviously there will still be personal experiences, but you know there's no room for argument. You, you, what what I'm really asking you is, have you have you ever experienced something that was so strange that there's no way that it could be read into as simply being, you know, just a pattern, just a this, just uh, a that. Well, I, I stayed um, at a, a landmark trust property, which is a property you can hire at historical property, um, Wilmington Priory, in actual fact. Mm. Um, the first time I ever did that, I got there on the first night on my own. No other investigators, no one in the house, completely mm. empty. And oh, oh, maybe I was a bit keen to do some investigating. I actually went around the camcorder myself mm. and actually did some calling out on my own. Okay. Right? 
Nice, so he is brave enough. He's <laughs> brave enough to do it, absolutely. But then afterwards, I thought, well, maybe it wasn't such a great idea if you were going to spend the night there on your own, though, perhaps. Mm. So I went to bed at midnight, and then about two or three o'clock in the morning, I heard some footsteps outside the door, and I thought, well, the house is locked. So I thought, well, yeah, maybe I'll just imagine. Because <laughs> your mind can play tricks on you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lord, that's almost that's almost sort of in the realms of sort of poltergeist activity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's quite but, uh, Do you yeah. do you do you personally? I mean, have you have, have any of the houses that you've been called to? I know we we spoke briefly on the phone earlier before that before this sure. interview, and you mentioned that there you know you couldn't for confidentiality reasons talk about a lot of the things that have happened in the houses that you've been called out to as a team. Um, but can I ask, have you have you ever been asked to come out there specifically because of poltergeist activity? So it's, it's just kind of ambivalent, but kind of communication, like a want, a desire to communicate. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you, you see in the media sometimes, you might get some families say they had to flee their house because something was terrorising them. Well, mm. I, I, I'm not sure if I necessarily buy that, though. Um, there was mm. an old investigator called Andrew Green, who used to do investigations for uh, Brighton Council. Right, OK. And he used to get some council tenants who would... Um, actively try and falsify some of the activities so they could change properties. And uh, I, I oh think that's been tried for sort of scenes though, but quite often not. Andrew Green would go in there and maybe, you know, be like an old pipe or some dodgy electrics or mm. there'd be a logical explanation. I think you need to eliminate all the logical stuff and then you can maybe have a look at the paranormal though. I mean, that's how we tend to do it. We want to eliminate all possible other causes though before we take that route though, really. Fantastic. Fantastic, Johan. What? Thanks so much for talking to us. And just before you go, I just want to read out the, your number to the show. This is yeah, the this is SBI's twenty four hour line. Um, for anyone, is it is it is it across Sussex? Yeah, anyone across Sussex? Yes. Yeah, anyone, anyone 
it's yeah, east east or west. Absolutely, you know, we cover the you know sort of breadth of Sussex. You know, we're here to to help people if they need help, or you know, we just need really to investigate. Fantastic. Do you have anything? Wonderful. Well, the number is zero seven seven eight six zero zero four five zero four. So that's zero seven seven eight six zero zero four five zero four. Well, fantastic. fantastic. Well, thank you Great so work. much, Johan. I do appreciate no it, and uh, and I do wish you all the best in your upcoming investigations. Thank you. All right. Thank Take you care, Johan. Bye bye. Speaking to you. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Paranormal things happen to us. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what what did he say it was called? Um, it was the condition it where we paradolia. Paradolia. Paradoilia. Like I don't want to say doilia because it makes me sound like a sort of fear of doilies. Yeah, and doilies. I, to be honest, I do have a sort of fear of doilies. I, I mean, it's just the idea of them makes anyone, me a little sick. I don't sick. think anyone likes them. Uh, no. But, but paradolia, the idea of conf- you, know, you know, sort of reading into patterns in static, <laughs> the sort of Rorschach experience, <laughs> filthy ass cracking up. Yeah. He's getting the doilies but out. But no, it's true, like paradoilia. But like, you know, it's this thing, like, I don't know about mm. you, Al, but I, for, <laughs> for some, sometimes, I mean, I... I I see faces. I was thinking about this. Like, I see a lot of faces in like wood, like grains. The grains on wood. <laughs> I can see yeah. a little face. No, in it. I see that a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Bus seats. Bus <laughs> exactly. Bus seats. <laughs> toast. Sometimes a bit, a bit. To- and I don't mean Jesus yeah. turning up on toast. No, no, no. I mean, no. it has happened. It has happened. Yeah, but that yeah. was that was actually Jesus. That's that's <laughs> not paradolia. <laughs> but what well, I mean I is. Do you know what I mean? What, what I mean is like this what, does what, happen. What, what the odds, filthy are, whether about whether or not you see a, a dog's face in a bus seat or Jesus in a slice of toast. Yeah. <laughs> about a Guinness to an IPA. Fantastic. Oh, that's Fantastic. Nice. I like those odds. odds. I like those odds. I'll take those. I'll put I'll put a PA on that. Um speaking of these speaking of these fantastic gambles, we are actually gonna have Filthy Al read some spooky, spooky, spooky uh tips for us in a little while. Um, we <laughs> are going to hear... He's going to do it spookily. Spookily. Um, so, uh, hopefully with, with few doilies, is, is what I'm hoping. It, I mean, if there's doilies, it'll be absolutely the fucking the terrifying. But <laughs> <laughs> well, um, in, in on the theme of uh, of these, um, although although from what uh, Johan was saying, quite positive um, spirit characters. I really like that. I like the idea of that. We are going to we are gonna play a little song um, from the, the, the wonderfully gorgeous, 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 gorgeous bully. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, from an album called Digital Demons. Nice. And the song is called On My Way.
So yeah, that was um, that was Gorgeous Bully. That What's was that called? Bully. That was called On My Way. On My Way. Nice. My and way. what what album's that from? Digital Demons. Digital Demons. Great Digital stuff. Demons. Yeah, yeah, he was really nice, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Sorry, I was just talking about um, uh, Johan there. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm really grateful for him talking to us as well. Like, it's just there's something really nice about hearing anyone um, who's doing kind of research into anything that's sort of just you know not quite the sort of just looking into my old family history. Yeah. And all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of thing, you know, someone who's not that there's anything wrong with that. I think looking back into your own past and everything is, is fantastic. It's just that, you know, we all do that, don't we? We all yeah. do that at some point. We all get an itch to look back and we see. We don't all have a 24-hour ghost line where we will come out <laughs> exactly. for free to yeah. investigate any paranormal activity not all in of the us entirety of Sussex. Exactly. And, and you know, not all of us are sort of willing to sort of stick our, stick our sort of neck out there stick and be like, out, yeah. I'm someone who believes in this. I'm genuinely researching this Admirable. and I enjoy it, you know. Yeah. And, and I think uh, Johan also seemed to have his own interesting ideas. It, uh, it's not it's not like when you sort of uh, watch these sort of Derek Okora shows, they're not always t- talking about things like um, nature spirits and stuff like that. Yeah. Or uh, w- what was the word that he, that he used? He used a, a word for it. I think it was like something like nature spirits, wasn't it? Yeah, he did say that. I, I mean, what I was getting at with the trees is a, a story I've told you, but... It Earth spirits. Earth spirits. That's it. It's about DMT. I always, I always talk about DMT. I feel like I yeah. talk about it all the time. But there's a story where a documentary uh, go to Peru and they're talking to a tribe that take a lot of ayahuasca, which is a, a potion or a concoction a of a spiritual shamanic natural sort of an psychedelic. Event. Yeah, that's right. It's got uh, DMT in a certain bark, and they've got an inhibitor, and then they. In the, in the past, shamans would have taken that as a way of communicating with spirits. That's right? right, yeah. And then in this documentary where sort of the Westerners are there sort of saying, uh, well, how did you find out which bark it is? Mm. You know, Because, I mean, out of all the trees, there's thousands and thousands of trees, and there's only one or a couple of trees that have the DMT in it. How do you know which How do you know? How is? do you know? And the guys are laughing, you know, the tribesmen, they're laughing in their faces. They're sort of like, what are you talking about, man? The forest told us. Yeah. Which is fantastic, and it brings us back to... And it's a little bit more than saying it was our intuition. It's like saying that there was some sort of... This sort of... The idea of of, uh, communing with nature. Yeah. uh, That that, that nature itself is sort of personified by more than simply us saying, you know, ah, Mother Nature. It's actually the idea that it's actively in this sort of communication with us, and that it can be, in the case of what Johan was saying, actually sometimes personified as a force that is sort of known and felt around you. Not just not just the the linking of roots and trees in a forest, but the idea of actually sort of personifications of that thing, which, yeah. is, which is very much which brings us almost to sort of you know Midsummer Night's Dream and these ideas of sort of mm. the fairies and he mentioned specifically that they were non-human. Yeah, yeah. these right. manifestations in nature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting as well, isn't it? None or never had been, never will be. That I mean, that's a great idea. Yeah, what you were saying earlier about the fact that. Um, that it's free if you call in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's a real sort of validation of the sincerity of his work. Absolutely, it's a testament to it. All I can think of as well in terms of sort of elemental spirits is uh, is about sort of Haitian voodoo and the idea of, uh, of, of that the rather than believing traditionally in like a god and an overseer, they believe in the spirits, these elemental spirits that help to build the world with a god, with yeah. a creator. And those are the people that they worship and, and sort of p- and pray to. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the, sorry, I say people, I mean spirits, you know, personify these yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, no, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's more of an elemental thing. I think in, in terms of our culture and society, I'm, I'm not sure I 
I'd love to know what Johan actually would have to say about this, but maybe our preoccupation with spirits that are related to, you know, people who have passed away or the idea of, or if, you know, people within our culture or within our society. Right. Um, maybe that has to do, maybe we're picking up on those spirits more or less because of our interest in them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or, or, yeah. Or, or maybe, or maybe, and this is one thing I was going to talk about, which was um, uh, this uh, this book called The Mothman Prophecies. Um, I can never remember the name of the guy who wrote it, but basically at the beginning of this book, he talks about the idea of a haunted house in America. Um, uh, this is this book was written in the 70s. I'm not sure when this haunted uh, this haunted event was, yeah. but he talks about the house being haunted, purportedly haunted by the spirit of the Scarlet Pimpernel. Who we know is, of course, is a fictional character. It's Leslie right? Howard, isn't it? <laughs> it's Leslie <laughs> Howard, right? <laughs> but but not only, is fi- not only is he a fictional character, but of course he's in England as well. Yeah. So the fact that the Scarlet, the ghost of the Scarlet Pimpernel, haunts an American house and doesn't even exist, um, it's by John Keel, the Mothman Prophecies. Thank you very much, Joe. Um, and uh, that's actually the Mothman Prophecies is about various other things, yeah. but it, it begins. In the first chapter, it describes this in order to say that maybe the phenomena that we see, whether it be the extraterrestrials, aliens, UFOs, ghosts, the Scarlet Pimpernel, that maybe all of these things are the same or related phenomena, but that we project something onto them yeah. to make it feel like it's an ancestor, an elemental force, or this or that. And that is that is something that um, I'd like to have actually asked Johan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure he can hear <laughs> us. Maybe we can talk to him Johan, again. Yeah. You've got a number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody else out there has any idea about it, maybe just email us at uh, what is it? Tonight with podcast. It's tonight with podcast at gmail.com. We've also got a, a lovely. Twitter. See that? That's a plug. Yeah, that seamless was a plug. plug. Accidental right seamless plug. Right Great. There. Um, I want to just um, talk about a certain thing here. Um, what the fuck is a doily? What is a doily? <laughs> Did you just write it down? I had to write it down, yeah. I was wondering what, what a doily was. I thought maybe some other people might think, what the fuck is a doily? What are they talking about? Are uh, you asking me? You're looking at me. <laughs> you, you want me to describe I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it is. What is it, James? I'll tell you what it is. It, 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 it's fucking useless. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Go on. I what? think many people, I mean, I mean, it's decoration, isn't it? I mean, a lot yeah. of people have a use for decoration. I don't have any. No, they're, you know, they're all right. It's well, all what thrill what and no thrill. Yeah, I think you can make them by it's folding right, pieces of paper. It's like a snowflake. It's the like frills. a snowflake that you put a cake on. The frills, man. That's the a bad frills. Name. That is a great name for That's a fish. That's a bad name. And yeah. a great name for a fish. No, I, w- yeah, I reckon what the doily is. <laughs> I'm going to fuck this up. Basically, what a, what a coaster is to a beer is what a doily is to a cake. That's fantastic. That's it. On board, should we get some more beers going? On board, let's crack them open. Yeah, nice. What have we got here? We've got the IPA. we got an... Unfined and unfiltered India Pale Ale. Brilliant, brilliant. It's looking red. It's looking mean. Get in my mouth now. Unbarred beer. That's a little bit sort of smokier, almost a bit, a bit ashier. I'm not. I, what do you think? It's actually easier. It w- it's easier to go down. I can imagine drinking more of those than the than not. I realize I vastly prefer the PA. The PA. Just realised there's still a little bit left as well. Nice. Finish that. Yeah, I would as well. Have we got strengths on any of the cans? Does it say anywhere? Yeah, so the PA is... But yeah, so we spoke to Jordan about um, where and when he started on Bard. And um, I think... You got it? Right at the top. Yeah, the IPA is a 5.4. Ah, so yeah. So that's the one we're drinking right now is a 5.4. I think up here... Ah, they're both a 5.4. So yeah, I'd, I'd take that PA as well. I'd take the, bl- the blue can PA over the IPA at the moment. Just... Maybe halfway down the can it'll be different. But we spoke to Jordan, and he said they started, I think he started by 
brewing in his bathtub. Is that right? I think that's what you said. I didn't know if it was. Did his I bathtub. make that up? I don't think you made it up. I I, I, I just I just didn't hear that. Maybe I just saw him and thought, now there's a guy that brews <laughs> beer in his bathtub like you a goddamn legend. I just couldn't tell whether you were like fusing Breaking Bad with Jordan's it, beer. I have <laughs> only just finished <laughs> yeah. Breaking Bad, so. It might be something to do with... No, no, with I that. think you might be right. Or is might it in his right. kitchen? It was Mem- certainly in the kitchen. It was the made kitchen, in his kitchen. And we put that in the, that, in the song. That's in the jingle. Made in the kitchen with the juiciest hops. I hope you all remember that. That was that was just over 10 minutes Why ago. Why don't we play it again? That. Let's play it again. Let's play it again. It's a great beer. Let's play it again. Jingle, one, two, three, four. O-P-A-N-I-P-A Pineapple soda Every day is on board On board On board So there it was. There's the jingle again. I hope you'll love it. I like it. Bob's. It says I fucking it's up love there. it. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. Um, loves it. Let me quickly talk about Riona and this email we got. We got an email, and I think it's only right that we tell everyone there was. We did an episode with Lachosa, and they gave us some um, some lovely food. And um, oh man, it was great. It was great. And it was great. And I mean, all their food's great. And but we uh, we were comparing the shape and sort of look <laughs> of one of their <laughs> fine pieces of food to a certain biscuit. Mm. Yes. It we was a biscuit called a ginger nut, or at least I referred to it as a ginger nut. Yeah, and I and I ste- kept talking about how my grandmother used to have them, but we couldn't get it. And So we got an email from... Um, it was an anonymous source. Well, it wasn't because I could read the name in the email. She said anonymous. She did say anonymous, caring I don't, I d- listener. I, d- I think I disagree with the ethics of the way that you're conducting this. I <laughs> saw the name. I saw the name. It said anonymous, but it, I saw the name. So... I think that I've seen everything. If you want to be anonymous, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be anonymous, don't have your name in the email. Good it's lord! Right? Well, well, she didn't say anonymous. Make sure you don't say I don't my know, name. You know, not everyone wants to, you know, air their views about ginger nuts with their name attached. Did I say a whole name? Have I you said a whole name? You may have said a whole name, and I think you gave a phone number accidentally at one point. If not, then I'm going to get a phone number and an email address and put it out now. <laughs> and if you uh, anyway, no, I'm not going to do that. But the, the lovely listener uh, gave us, um, well, just you know, told us, put us to rights. It was a ginger cream. It was a ginger cream. It was a ginger cream biscuit. I also like the Golden Crunch creams, but that's a certain brand. That's a certain brand, not necessarily yeah. attached, but they just yeah. taste fucking similar. Yeah, and you guys <laughs> all, all need to know that. And um, we got some other stuff to do. Sorry, I keep talking about biscuits. It's all right. No, I wanted to shout out. Also, it was our first ever email that was ever sent it to us. It was our first account. ever email. Not just by a fan. I mean, it's our first email. I don't think Gmail, Gmail even sent us a sort of hello. No, they didn't. They didn't. They <laughs> so just said, fuck was, you guys. So I think it's a big deal. It's it christened. Is. It fucking Christened is. by the beauty of the Ginger Nut fan. Yeah, so please Thank send us that. more emails, um, anonymous listener, and any other <laughs> listeners. And if you do want to be anonymous, well, just say, but don't say anonymous listener, because <laughs> not don't say anonymous listener if your name's in your email. Right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna listen to uh, another song. Good Lord. We're going to listen to another song? Is that uh, is that ghost activity? It, uh, oh, fucking that's scary. I know, that was scary, wasn't <laughs> that it? That was genuinely scary. What was that? Uh, 
it was a it was a teenage engineering. Um, I noticed the fire's out as well. Did the fire go out at the exact same time that that dropped? Is the fire? This is what it was. It was my sequencer. Good lord, are we going into a Game Boy world? Here we go. Oh, yeah. Christ. Um, listen to another genuinely, song. Genuinely scary. Um, yeah, we're going to listen to another song. When we come back, we're actually going to hear Filthy Owl's f- spooky, spooky, filthy tips. Yes, yes. Um, so the next song is called Smiling. Sorry, no, it's called Kidding, um, which is a feat. Uh, Horish Borish. Horish Borish. Yeah, Horish Borish. I'm not familiar with Horish Borish. Horish Borish and Gorgeous Bully. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a song called Kidding from the album Smiling Laughing.
So we're just having a conversation. We are actually, yeah. Oh. Sorry, just in the break, um, just as that song was ending, um, we were talking about uh, how many uh, San Miguel's were made a year and how every batch would taste fucking identical. Yeah. Um, versus uh, Jordan's brew of Unbarred, where every single batch is going to be somewhat different. And also, in the case of, in fact, the next and the last beer that we're going to review, which is the, uh, what's it called, Joe? Pineapple Soda IPA. And that, uh, <laughs> that IPA, thank you for that, Joe. That's wonderful. And <laughs> <laughs> you joined this, it. You loved it. And this, uh, this, uh, yeah, this, this, that's actually that's the rare one, is it? I think he said that was a limited edition run. So yeah, I don't know. He said it was from his own stock, but I bet that didn't run across your mind important. when you, when you drank the other one in an act of absolute riotous decadence. Man, I took Goddamn the. I, I d- it was like five in the morning, <laughs> and I needed something <laughs> to drink. I mean, what, it, well, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It just broke the it entire. It was five ritual. in the morning, and I needed something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christopher. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah. Anyway, so you know what we're trying to say is, basically, this shit is gold. Is yeah, what it's mean. good stuff. Not, not just that it tastes good, but but because it's made in small, in actual small, you know. Yeah, small batches. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because what we're talking about, batches. we've got a whole no, not like small, <laughs> smaller <laughs> yeah, like, batches. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, smaller like because we've got. A, a fridge full of uh, it's like you yeah. know, San Miggies and exports. It's I like mean when you get a comic book, right, and you only do so many runs of that comic book or a print of an artwork or whatever yeah. the fuck. It's like it's worth more because it's th- it's in a small amount, but also it tastes great as well. Yeah, but, but just it, what you were it saying, it wasn't just because it's in a small amount. It's because what's in it is fucking gold. It's yeah, it tastes delicious. What it's actually made it of. Delicious. But what I'm trying to say is, that, you know, the argument over, you know, should you be paying more for craft beer? Should you yeah. be paying more for the stuff? Is what I'm saying is, of course, the taste is going to be better than a conventional beer. But also, you know, when you're drinking it, most of the time, when it comes down to craft beer, that what you're drinking is something that is not in abundance. There is a small amount of it. Yeah. It's the same way as like yeah. if you're drinking something with gold leaf in it or something like that, right? You're drinking something which is it's precious because there's less of it. You're not talking about the tobacco, are you? I'm what? <laughs> no, no, but no, there's a lot of that knocking about. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I totally get you. I'm absolutely <laughs> with you. Uh, anyway, that's my rant about the craft and the lagers. It's a damn fine rant. It should be ranted more. It's gone. But now, actually, we were going to go, yes, well, let's go straight to Filthy Al. Straight to him. He's Filthy Al, Al Razzin and Gabler, yeah. you're on the phone out. No, he's not. He's right in front of us. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy Al. Good evening. <laughs> Live from the Brummy Palace. <laughs> built upon fallen bet slips. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're all well. I've got uh, three tips for you this evening. Uh, not too many, keeping it simple. Um, but the first is from Good. Dirty Desconmacher. All the way from Slough. Not too ah, my kind of town. <laughs> Lovely town. Too many roundabouts. <laughs> Not enough bets. <laughs> but this is a sort of fortune telling from him. It's oh uh, nice. This bet is, you know, it will finish. You'll cash it in next year. Ooh. So you've got a lot wow. of time to put this on. Um, and it is for St. Louis Blues to win the Stanley Cup at 21.0. The confidence is an empty bottle of Fireball on a plastic pitch. Oh. Nice. Ominous. Strong. Ominous. <laughs> What's up next, Al? Next is the Dags. This is one from myself, from Filthy Owls. Fresh <laughs> tips. Great stuff. This one is from the British Breeders Stakes. 
Tuesday the 24th of October at 8 past 9 an orthodox time but make sure you get it right <laughs> candlelight <laughs> fire say that again candlelight fire at 4.5 this is an interesting one it will be closely pursued by a rival girl rival dog called King Kid but mm. candlelight fire was knocked sideways at Perry Bar one week wow. ago but still won the race so I, I'm really, really feeling strong, strong for this girl, great. and uh, she, yeah, she looks good to take the prize. Oh, More great ice. stuff, man! That sounds great. Right. Thanks for that. Um, Thank you very much. Confidence, polka dot slop. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> absolute Phil. <laughs> Next up, it's the arrows, it's the darts. Nice. Oh. Step up to the hockey. Oh. Right, it's the German Masters 2017. Starts Friday, 20th of October. And this is to win outright Michael van Gerwen at 1.8. Confidence, cocoon treasure. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's beautiful. No, is that a little That reference? was beautiful. Was that a oh, nice. that's the tarantula filthy. Oh, oh that is incredible. Wow, wow. That's beautiful stuff. That is beautiful stuff. So Fan-fucking-tastic. How, how's it been going since, we, since we're here in the flesh? How's it been going with, with the bets for the last week or so? How's, how's it been? It's, it's been up and down. Okay. Uh, it started the week incredibly well. Mm, great. Uh, I've got the spreadsheet upstairs. Nice. And um, <laughs> basically the way it works is you either get a red N, which means you lost the bet, the bet yeah. or you get a green Y. And uh, through <laughs> Monday to Wednesday, I only got Ys. Oh. Green, 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 green. Green, green. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But, uh, I won't lie, after Wednesday, it pretty much is all balanced out. Filthy, I'll buy right. the spreadsheet. Do you mean a beautiful woman who you keep like Rumpelstiltskin in your upstairs attic and forced to, to weave the finest silk bets onto a wonderful tapestry that goes on for your entire life? Uh, it, I mean, I've never shown anyone, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Bob's, Bob's good at that. He's a finger on the pulse. How was how was Ireland? Because of course the last time we spoke to you, it was. Uh, uh, I mean, it sounded like it sounded like you and uh, Captain Johnny Lager. Was that his oh. name? Was that Captain Johnny Lager? Captain Long John Lager. Oh, Long John Lager. I'm so sorry, Johnny Lager. It's quite good. The name. great, the great unintelligible. Yeah. Captain John Lager. Fantastic man. Fantastic man. Uh, but what I mean, I can really remember. Yeah, well, yeah. Can <laughs> you guys even remember talking to us? That's what I. That's what I really want to <laughs> know. I can indeed. Yeah. All right. Cool. And uh, I remember the colour of the whiskey, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> How was it in Ireland? Oh, sublime, sublime. Uh, the gambling less so for me personally. Right. Um, the greyhounds in Ireland are um, unpredictable. Ah. In uh, yeah. in Perry Bar, which is my local track, we have a, a strong confidence at number one or three. And the first race, I think only twice since being at Perry Bar, I've seen two, four, five, six, or seven win on the first race. Twice. Right. But right. In Ireland, it's a you know it's a lottery. You just do not know. Ah, oh, jeez. You know, boys, I love talking about gambling, but you know what I love even more? What? I love a new contest which is called Stein or Stephen. Oh yeah, and uh, the way this this contest goes, Joe, do you want to explain it? Uh, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll explain it. Uh, it's pretty simple. I've got I've got a couple of uh, I've got a few excerpts from a couple of different writers. One of them is uh, the infamous 
legendary man upon mice writers. R.L. Stein. Yeah, R.L. Stein. Some call him jovial <laughs> Bobby Stein. You know, he was. You know, he inspired all our childhoods. He certainly, he certainly did. He was. He scared he's many the, of us. Made a lot of us laugh. Very true. I'd say he's the gateway drug to horror. He started um, Ryan Gosling's career, so... Very true. And without that, we'd never be gasling a single gauze. <laughs> exactly. I know. Where <laughs> would we be? Where would Where Acid would Zoo be? be? Where would Acid Zoo be? It's very true. <laughs> we wouldn't have Blade Runner 2. So we wouldn't have Drive. We wouldn't have Drive, yeah. What's the, what's the reason what's to the be point? alive? So, so R.L. Stein is... Um, very important to all of our lives, Spooky and brilliant. then we got some other bloke that wrote a couple of couple of films. But he's a, uh, I think he's a horror, he's a <laughs> horror writer as well. What's his name, Joe? Uh, Stephen King, I think. I d- I've never heard. Never of him. Never heard of him either. Yeah, yeah. So and, uh, let's I play the jingle real so quick. Oh yeah, we got a jingle. Yeah, okay. Stein or Stephen? <laughs> that is that is wonderful. <laughs> so I've got an excerpt of um, I've got these guys. Um, a couple of excerpts. I'm going to read a sentence of one and a sentence of the other and pit Filthy Owl and Bob at each other. I'm ready for you, buddy. Are you? Bring it on. Let's hear some bells. <laughs> we'll, we'll put some <laughs> bells in here. I sort of want to sort of... Right. Yeah, what on. do you want? What do you want? No, I was just thinking of the theme. I think that we could put like Jumanji in the background. It will, it will play right now. <laughs> All right, oh, I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> right, okay. So I hope everyone's ready out there. Um, guys, are you are you ready, Al? I am indeed ready. I was born ready. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so here's. Wait, this is the first. R- this is the first round. Numero uno. Mr. Starks led us up to a narrow entrance at the side. Shall I read it again? No, you got, got it, it, you got it, you got it. Mr. Stark set us up a narrow entrance to the side. That's it, that's <laughs> it. It's, uh, it's, right? it's, it's most definitely. Wait, wait, I've got oh another sorry. one. I've got <laughs> another <laughs> one. But you know what that is already. <laughs> well, have you read this? You know it. Of course he bloody has. No, go on. Right, the, and, and we're pitting this against. <coughs> Sheriff Barkley stood in the doorway, almost filling it up. He was holding his own lantern. Oh, my God. So, my boys, my boys. Is it Sheriff Stark or is it... So, what I want to know, I suppose I want to know which is which. So, we've either got Sheriff Barkley and we've got Mr. Starks. <laughs> Mr. Starks led us up to a narrow entrance at the side. <laughs> Sheriff Barkley stood in the doorway, almost filling it up. He was holding his own lantern. So, I want to know who writ what. Who writ what? Fucking hell. Who wants to go first? You go first. Yeah. Oh, oh very confident. Mm. You're very confident. Uh-huh. Let's go. Stein's up first. King's up second. What are you saying? I was going to say the same fucking thing. Were you? Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same fucking thing, but now I want to swap it just to, just no, to no, make no, sure. No, no, no. No, no, boys. All right. I, I'm, I would go for the same, because I just, I just don't think it really. I just don't think that R.L. Stein would write about this sheriff. <laughs> I don't know why, but go on. No, you've both, you've both, you've both cleared it. you both cleared it. Right. Nice. Round one. Round one. Round one. Okay. Well done, I must say, because yeah, Al thinks that I just imitated what he just did, though. Yeah, oh right. <laughs> well, you can go fuck go you, well buddy. Come on, guys. <laughs> you That's not it. <laughs> you can go, I'll go next. next time. I'll go next. You, you can prick. go first next time. You can go first next time. Okay, you What's can go up? first next What's time. Up? Right. Okay. So, here we go. 
There will be another six when you bring me proof that the cat is dead. The street tilted in front of me. <laughs> then it started to spin. I feel like this is a trick one. But I just don't think... I, do, I like to think that R.L. Stein's is too nice to talk about dead cats. What do you guys think? I feel like Joe has put this here to trick me on purpose. I'm so just, I just feel wondering. I feel like he would mention the dead cats because he's like, oh, he won't he won't think that's <laughs> he won't think that's goosebumps. So I'm going to say that that's goosebumps, and the other one is King. Al, what are you going to say? King's up first. Stein second. Al's taken it. Is what? He's taken it. Is one. I double bluffed you. What? I double bluffed you. Who did you bluff? You, I don't. I bluffed you. Oh, for fuck's the sake! The dead cat was clearly not Stein. Oh. Jovial Bob doesn't write about dead cats. Oh. oh, you had it. You had it. So that I mean, that is two out of three. But I'm going to go for the third one anyway because I do want. I do. I just want to know. No, I'm going to do another draw. Right? Actually, that's a good point. I'm very sorry. And if there is, if you do draw, yeah, I was even confused there. Yeah, sorry. Well, you know, and I'm drunk enough not to be. confused. Exactly. I've drunk a lot of these, <laughs> and we, like I said, we got a fridge full of Miggies. There's a gambling code. There's a gambling we code. We still have a beer left. It's good. It's a good idea. It's a good. Should we drink this beer now? I think we've got one last segment. But go on. I'll play okay, for great, it. great. Okay. Okay. A dog, he said. Tell me it was a dog, Vicky. <laughs> I it love this segment. This is the next one. It was spring vacation, and Alex and I were out collecting things. Oh, boys! This is like a quadruple bluff. You've got it. There's no way in shape that that's Stephen King on the whatever. Yeah, no. On oh, the on the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. No, oh. You know. Okay, what is it? You read them out again, please. I'll, I'll read them out again. I'll read them out again. I'll read them out again. Numero uno. A dog, he said. Tell me it was a dog, Vicky. Numero dos. That's two in Spanish. It was spring vacation, and Alex and I were out collecting things. What you got? What do you got? King, Stein. What are you saying? Stein King. Alex has taken it. Uh, of course he bloody has. Never gamble. Never gamble with filthy owl. Uh, <laughs> I've got to say, I feel fucked up for losing, but yeah. I love this segment so much. I really hope you bring it back. I hope you bring it back as well. I love um, it. Please, so you I, uh, double, or, double or nothing next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I Very mean, to speaking. be fair though, you would never think that um, you w you would never think that the genius of R.L. Stein would say something like Alex and I were out collecting things. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, a dog. He said, "Tell me it was a dog, Vicky." That's good work, King. It's good work. <laughs> out of context, everything's shit, isn't it? I suppose that's why the segment works. <laughs> Should we drink another beer? Yes, let's and um, listen and to let's, more songs. Um, we've got um, uh, we got one more song. Um, I mean, you uh, cleared that actually, Al. You cleared that. I think I think he should have. That. Well, no, we, we actually, we'll have we'll have two more songs. Okay. And and um, we'll play one song, which is um, which is a song called uh, I don't even remember what it's called now because I'm changing the changing the game. That's all right. Change it up. Gorgeous Bully has uh, 15 records on on Bandcamp. I know I said that earlier. Um, but I just thought I'd say it again because it's incredible. Um, some of them don't have uh, loads of tracks on. All of them at least got one. 
It's uh, called uh, it's called Misery Loves Company. It's oh, it's from great. it's from the album Smiling Laughing. Great stuff. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful night. 
Thanks for being with me, Joe. Oh, it's great <laughs> to be here with you, Bob. Bob and Filthy Al. The, the booze is getting to me now. In the mansion. This wonderful, wonderful booze. It's, the it's, mansion it's built on bet slips, did you say? Oh, forgotten bet slips. Forgotten bet slips, yeah. Sorry in front it. of the fire. In front of the wonderful, wonderful fire. It kind of feels like we're in front of a campfire a little bit. It does a little bit. Do you know it? what people do in front of campfires? They tell ghost stories, don't they, Joe? Have you guys got any? We've got a couple. We've got a couple of yarns to spin. Um, mine isn't actually isn't a yarn. It's a real story, but oh, I'll nice. tell it like a yarn. I'll okay. tell it in a way that will be real spooky. But filthy Al, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't mind. You you tell yours, and I'll show you mine. Mine's a, a mixture. It's I'll just have mine out whilst you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a yarn, but um, the reason I've encountered it is through a yarn, mm. and it's ah. the story of the Bonamargi Friary and the Black Nun. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the tale goes that the 17th century prophet and recluse Julia McKillian, known as the Black Nun, is buried at the entrance of this friary, Bonamargi Friary. And uh, she, you know, was a, a st- it's hard because I believe she was a practicing nun, but I think this name has, you know, added flavor. Right, over time. Yeah, but she's buried at the front of this friary um, essentially to be trodden on, uh, to heighten her humility. So she wanted the future generations to walk over her grave, to um, quash, quash her and heighten her humility. Um, amazing. And this, this is located in Bally Castle in Northern Ireland. And so while I was there, I was reading online about the sort of mythology around it and the stories surrounding this haunted friary that she's said to roam in. And there was a man called Brian Willis who went also to the Friary to take a picture of the cross to uh, highlight and talk about, uh, uh, write an article of her story. And um, whilst he was there, he set up his tripod, put it perfectly in front of the cross, you know, achieved the Fibonacci sequence, beautiful. But he told his family, his wife and two kids to hide in this little chamber room which is at the end of the Friary. Hide away so you know not to get in front of the photograph. And as he pressed click on the camera, he had a rumble and a scream, and his family ran out of the chamber room, uh, yelling, you know. And he was like, "What's going on? What's going on?" He heard the rumble himself, um, but a brick dislodged itself in the chamber room and smashed at the foot of the youngest child. I mean, it's terrifying, right? And he reported this to the police. And you know, so this is perhaps in a state of disrepair, which would be a sort of logical explanation for the falling of the brick. But it was thrown with such force that a, a brick, a stone, smashed as it hit the floor. So uh, I, d- I read this story and I thought, this is, you know, intriguing, scary. I don't know. I was a bit reluctant to go, but I was with my friend Robert Cayley at the time, so I felt a bit stronger as we went at midnight in a cold, windy Irish evening. <laughs> um, and so we approached the friary, we had to walk down a, a highway and cut across a field, and we were there. And so there were gravestones everywhere around this ruined friary. And um, it was scary, you know, like you, like, uh, like uh, Johan was saying, you know, your mind plays tricks. And shadows started taking faces, and there was a moment where I thought there was a black nun as a shadow 
it was just a shadow of a gravestone. I was, I was trembling almost. Um, but eventually we got to the circular headstone of Julia McQueen, the Killian. And um, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful headstone. It's circu a circular Celtic cross with a hole in the middle. Dead centre of this huge ruined friary. And um, we, were, we were astonished by it. Terrified, but blown away. And so Rob got out his phone. My phone was out of battery and Rob had his phone. He just charged it back at the house. Put the flash on. I think he took one photograph and it didn't, didn't work. Then he put the flash on. Took the picture. And I kid you not, as soon as he took the picture, his phone died. The phone went completely out of battery. Just as, you know, Brian Willis took his picture, took click the button, something weird happened in this place. Just the same, the phone completely died. It was full charged back. Yeah, he just charged it back at the hospital. Oh. So did that mean neither of you had your phone as well then, at that point? No, we didn't. No, this oh my, my phone God. was out of battery. He, he's just taken, <laughs> trying to take a flash photography. Goodness me. And we bolted. We just went. We left. It was uh, gas. Were there any lights wow. at all that lit up the friary? No, it was really like you know, pitch black. That is, that is scary. scary. There were street, there were street <laughs> lamps. That is scary. Where we just <laughs> arrived. <laughs> oh, man. I, so feel like I, I feel like Julia McKillian was there then and said, don't disturb me. But uh, I did walk over her grave. As she would have wished. So, somewhat confused, but I don't know. But something was going on there. I, I don't know. Oh, that's great, man. That's wow. Ooh. That is. Uh, that's yeah. spooky. I feel uh, somewhat dwarfed in the capacity of your storytelling abilities there. I I'm not sure. I'm a, I'm a short man as it is, but I mean dwarfed <laughs> by the stature of your of your story there. I also so want to open this fantastic pineapple soda IPA. Well, open her up then. Open her up. Open her up. This is the last of it. Brilliant. Thanks again, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Thank, Thank you so you much. Unbarred. Unbarred, fantastic. You know, what do you <laughs> think of the beer? I quite like it, but it's really far away from me right now, so I can't drink it. Yeah, it's a if you can move it around to me like a sort of to me yeah, to use system. It, it reminds me of the first one, the orange. Orange flavoured. Yeah, 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 I think it is. I Very think it might have been done with another brewery. I'm just I'm just gonna tell I'm just gonna tell one more ghost story. I just wanna really like You wanna get it more scary. I just again. wanna lay it down because because actually Don't because I'll tell another story about eggs. I know you will, but look. All right, I'm just I, say won't. This. I promise I'm just I won't. I say this because the thing is that um, you know, I, well, I spoke to Johan earlier on the phone. He, you know, we were talking about. He, was, he said, "What kind of show is that this? story?" I told was completely made up, off the top <laughs> of my head. You All do, right. re you do realize that. I just yeah. wanted. To, I, I said to him, "I said, look, I'm not a skeptic." And what I meant by this is, is this particular story, because my last story is all about actors, you know. So there's no way to tell, right? But right. with this story. Yeah. There's no explanation, right? Okay. The fire is getting I nice as well, so. The fire is the fire yeah, is you've got spitting its wonderful embers. Yeah, it's crackling, it's popping. I got stranded outside my cousin's wedding. And shout out to you if you're if you're watching cousin uh, listening. Sorry. Cousin <laughs> Cousin Aiden. Cousin Aiden. Um yeah, I got stranded outside a wedding with nowhere to stay in the middle of the night and uh, a couple of beers, no one around. Thank God. Um, uh, a lovely, lovely man. Wish I knew his name. Wish I could shout out to that guy. He's an absolute legend, bearded legend, not unlike Filthy Al. Oh. Um, and he, um, and he, he, he gave me a lift back in the middle of the night to my hotel, which was in the middle of fucking nowhere, somewhere in the countryside outside London. And basically, this, this, this hotel was literally 
it was in in a sort of country estate where they sort of keep horses and cows and stuff. It was in like a kind of farm, you know. And it's a lovely old house, but in the middle of the night, it must have been about two, almost three in the morning. And basically, what I did was um, I raided the hotel fridge they had in the living in the in the living room, which was you know supposed to give a you know a sort of quid donation or something. But I don't know what I gave. But I, I drank a lot of beer that night, <laughs> and and I was on my own. And I basically what I did was it was a locked door and it and it, it wedged itself shut. It was a big one of these heavy old Victorian locked doors. So I had to use I think it was a ceramic chicken or something that they had there. It was weighted as the as the weight. To sort of to stop the door from closing, right? Oh no, I've seen. So them. I nice could go out and smoke iron. cigarettes out the out the front of the uh, yeah. out the front of the hotel, right? And I did, really this, smell the I did this. I think I had one cigarette, then went up, sort of got my stuff sort of ready for the bed, went down with a couple more beers, and basically they have these. It's a big, huge sort of green expanse, then covered by woodland, a complete like woodland, you know. Yeah. It's about three a.m. and quietly. I looked up at the stars, and it was a wonderful, you know, one of those nights where it was completely pitch black, but all of the these super bright stars just punctuated the the sky like these little pinholes in the surface of the night, you know. Yeah. And and I walked to these steps and and took a sort of deep sort of puff from my cigarette, oh, and these little, these old, old stone Victorian steps, looking up, looking at the sky, and I thought about how incredibly small I was in capacity to how incredibly large the world was. And literally from one side of my head, I heard. Fuck! <laughs> 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 fucking ran fucking faster hell. than I've ever run in my whole fucking life, and I ran and I ran and I ran, <laughs> like kicking this ceramic chicken in, trying to get the fucking door closed. I was kicking it in, and my cigarette flipped onto the carpet, and it started to like light the edge of the bl the brown rug. You know those brown rugs? It yeah, started to yeah. set it on fire, and I was trying to kick the thing off and close the door at the same time. And I was like, oh, I was like smashing everything. The hotel lights were switching on, and I managed to get back into my room, and the you know the world wasn't on fire anymore. And uh, and I got into my room, and I locked my door, like double locked my door, like shut the window, closed the curtains, and tried to turn on the TV. My hands like shaking, Fuck. a beer in my hand, trying to swig beer while switching on the TV. And all that would come on was Silla Black, but the TV reception was all fucked up, so it was just Silla Black, sort of digitising in and out with her face all over the shop. Fucking vaporwave Silla Black. That's the end of my Fuck story. Fuck me, man. And there was that no reception on the phone. That's incredible. That is fucking scary. But it's that's a very funny story as well. That's scary as hell. Well, I can't explain any of that. We should go. Let's go. Thank you so much. Thank you so Al. much to Jordan. Thank you so much to Johan. Yes, thank Johan. You. Thank Here's you so to much. Here's Unbarred Beer. Here's the SBI. Um, God speed you, Jordan, and all your God's God speed you, Jordan. God speed you, Pinhead. Be with you, sir. And and uh, and and God speed you also, Johan, on all your upcoming. Paranormal investigations. Yeah, it's been totally. Wonderful Al, to thank you so thank you much for putting out. up the tonight with um, thank you both. us here. Yeah. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks great. for being here with us as well. Until next time. Godspeed. 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 Godspeed.